Hello, and welcome back to my podcast called Faith is Strength. I'm Nochi Mendel, speaking out of Earmont, New York, helping spread the beautiful light of spirituality across the world. The date of this recording is Thursday, October 19th of 2017. May my words and the expressions of my soul be gratifying to everyone who hears them. I pray that my ideas help pave a beautiful path in your journey of life. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for caring about yourself. A common question and topic that lurks in the shadows of our daily aspirations and conversations is, are we supposed to focus on spiritual or emotional development first? Which is more important? There is a common theme among very religious Jews that spiritual development supersedes emotional. But is that the best path to take? The correct answer is both. They are both equally important. But I'm here to further develop the idea that we can continue to grow in both areas without sacrificing one for the other, without developing only half of one or the other. Furthermore, I present the case that they invariably go hand in hand, and that while emotional development must come first, one cannot develop a complete whole Schlemisdig existence without developing both on a daily basis for the rest of our lives. Are you ready? If so, here we go. From my experience and observations, it appears that the approach of these two categories are often mingled into one. Myself and many included have, or still do, mistakenly equate spiritual development for emotional development. When we were introduced to spiritual teachings, we fall under the impression that its content is an umbrella over everything. And I can understand why this misconception is prevalent. Because too often, spiritual education takes precedence over emotional education, especially in the religious world. However, as your life progresses, you experience the world, an infinity of new emotions and experiences, and your journey is evolving into a process of much deeper understanding, you come to realize that it is in fact a misconception, a blatant one. Emotional and spiritual development are not one and the same. They do complement each other, but they must be learned and practiced independently. Proper attention and focus must be dedicated to each one. When individuals begin to learn about spiritual concepts and start the development process and growth of their soul, they are consumed by its sublime energy. To be clear though, I'm not talking about religious practices per se, but rather all of the spiritual journey, from Hidbodadut all the way up to the holiest and most penetrating Kumsitz. This journey captures that person's full, unwavering attention and dedication until they only see through the lens of spirituality. They become missionaries, rejecting anything that may come across as a competition or may simply serve, in their mind, on a lower capacity or vibrate on a lower frequency, for you energy nerds. And this is precisely what I want to address today, because this is not a truthful approach. This outlook is not conducive or a part of healthy progress. Living this way is actually maligned to a degree, and it does come back to haunt us down the road. To graduate from that narrow-minded outlook is auspicious, to say the least. At its purest form, you could say it's progress. It's growth. So where are we now? My original outlook, after being introduced to spirituality, was that of a hierarchy, where spirituality was on top, at the throne, and everything else was beneath it. Think pyramid. 
as far as the emotional side, I didn't even acknowledge it as emotional development because back then I didn't even allow for the possibility that I needed or even could develop anything there. It deserved and was allotted less attention or significance. That's because in my mind, spirituality covered it all. If you are listening to this on YouTube, you can look at your screen for an illustration of what I'm referring to. If you are not on YouTube, you can go to my website for the podcast transcripts for the visualization or click on the link in the description of this podcast. But my understanding, maturity, and intellect have evolved. Now I understand how important developing one's emotional state is crucial to living a stable, healthy life. But it does not come at the exclusion of spiritual development. Now I understand the importance of emotional development and how it relates to spiritual development. Furthermore, I understand the relationship of emotional and spiritual development in a different light. With Hashem's help, I will be able to relay this understanding to you in all its depths. So to review, I came from a stunted, rigid perspective and progressed to a broader, wiser understanding. One where spiritual and emotional development are two distinct roles that when practiced in conjunction together as a team form an overlapping surface that I call relationship or bond that result in ultimate healthy living. Perhaps even to the point where I would say we cannot have one without the other. Again, if you're on YouTube, you can view the screen for a depiction. And if you're on a browser, these podcast transcripts are available on my website. Or see the link in the description. This bond is what defines our overall healthy living status. If I want to be healthy, that would mean that my relationship Venn diagram is a full circle. It would mean that there is an equilibrium of emotional and spiritual development taking place in perfect harmony. Not one versus the other, nor one over the other, but rather an even balance working together, which is creating my overall healthy state of being. Developing both areas means two wholes merging into one healthy being, instead of two halves gluing each other together like a broken heart. It is this state of overall health, well-being, and emotional stability that we all seek. But we are not all privileged in receiving it. Why? We can begin with discussing the wording we're using in our heads to begin with. We do not receive healthy living, we achieve it. And it goes without saying that there can be a million reasons why you may not be achieving health and well-being. And each case would require study. But on this podcast, I would like to talk about one general setback lack of emotional development. What I mean by that is that there is a lack of emotional education and implementation taking place in your life. Yes, you may be absorbed in spiritual practices, true. You might even be gathering an abundance of spiritual knowledge daily, but you have still not reached a state of overall health or emotional stability. That's because you are neglecting your emotional development by focusing solely on spiritual development. Before I go any further though, I do want to point out that there is one more equally important element needing attention here as well, and that is physical development. But I've opted to completely leave that out of the picture here in order to keep things simple. But expect to hear about it further. And if you heard my podcast before, you will have heard me mention it, as they are all equal. The two elements that overlap and create a relationship surface are really three, but we will leave that one element out for now. Spiritual practices don't take care of your emotional deficiencies. Those deficiencies are simply covered with a veil of other positive engagements, but are not addressed nor taken care of. 
Live like that long enough and you'll find yourself with an instability on one level or another. Sometimes, unfortunately, it manifests in many ways more than one. It can lead to addictions of any sort, including, but not limited to, drugs, shopping, drinking, sex, or even harm. It can lead to an inability to find a partner and maintain a relationship. It can lead to becoming abusive verbally or physically, or becoming the victim of abuse verbal or physical. It can lead to lying, cheating, doubts, confusion, God forbid. The goal here is to learn about this and act. Information, otherwise thought of as education, is the single most crucial element to avoiding future trials and tribulations. That's not to take away from the importance of personal prayer, amuna, bitachon. Not at all. To the contrary, they work beautifully together. And this is the perfect example of how emotional and spiritual development are so closely intertwined. You see, if I backtrack six or seven years closer to the start of my spiritual journey and I would be asked what the single most crucial element for avoiding future mishaps or tribulations are, I would respond prayer. So why am I now responding education? Have I lost my grip? Have I derailed from the path of pure and complete faith in one loving God? Have I forgotten the principles of our faith? The answer is no. Quite the opposite is true. In fact, I still believe 100% that prayer is the most powerful preventative to future tribulations. Or as my beloved spiritual guide, Rav Laser Brody, puts it, if we turn to Hashem before the problem, there won't be a problem. But as I mentioned earlier, I've evolved into a person who has a deep appreciation for all the nuance, the functions, because I now have a much deeper understanding of the role our emotional stability and development plays in our lives. I know that saying prayer is the answer to end all answers doesn't apply to us mortals. Nothing in this world is black and white. There is no simple the answer, because if there was one answer, and this was it, Anyone that speaks their heart to God plainly would never suffer or complain, and we know that's not the case, right? So there must be another agent at play. Perhaps we are neglecting a very important ingredient. That's how we reach emotional development. If you are emotionally scarred from your upbringing or from a specific event and have been through hell and back to find some emotional stability, and you are now practicing spirituality as if to solve all your issues, it's not going to work in the long run. You may feel better for a time. Like I said in the beginning of this podcast, people that have discovered spiritual development become missionaries on their journey. They're all fired up, but underneath the prayers and the tzitzes, cracks will begin to show. You won't feel completely healed or fixed because spirituality does not address all emotional fronts may help some things, but you will completely overlook others. So yes, you may be praying every day, but your tribulations continue to come because you haven't healed yourself in a complete different area, an area that needs its own attention and care. You matter. Your emotional state matters. As mentioned, emotional and spiritual education need each other. Together they develop an individual of honest health, Without emotional development, the spiritual person is devoid of wholeness. And without spiritual development, the emotionally developed individual is lacking too. But there's a key difference here. 
and listen closely because this will make or break your whole understanding. Everyone needs to be emotionally developed and not everyone has to be spiritually developed. For religious people, spiritual development has an infinite value and it's the very essence of our journey, or so we believe. I'm not saying it's correct or incorrect, it's what I believe to be the truth. But for a non-religious person who has no interest in lofty endeavors, spiritual development is not a prerequisite to live happy. Before we're anything, we're human. Before we're Americans or Mexicans or British or Chinese, we're human. Before we're black or white or yellow, we're human. Before we're Jewish, Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, we're human. We were given a body with a mind and a heart with emotions. And caring for it properly must happen before we can even think about evaluating our souls. Think about it. This is why we're born as babies. Eating at the right times, sleeping at the right times, relieving ourselves at the right times, crying or laughing at the right times, all of this must be learned before we can learn something metaphysical, like how to read or care. There is a mistake and misconception that a lot, and I mean a lot, of religious, primarily ultra-Orthodox people think that anyone who isn't living like them isn't happy. That's laughable and born out of living in a box. There are plenty of happy, emotionally stable, and perfectly content non-religious people. It's actually an extremely childish way of thinking, as if we need the comfort of thinking they're not happy in order for us to be confident in our way of life. This is false. But it also doesn't mean that your spiritual endeavors are worthless. A different individual being happy from a different lifestyle doesn't negate the validity or legitimacy of yours. Of course not. In fact, anyone who practices spirituality knows how good they feel. It's a drug, an awesome lofty stimulation. But not everyone in this world is geared for nor interested in this drug. Other people are into other drugs or stimulation. For some people going to gym or practicing yoga may suffice, yet for others it may be the yearly trip to the Himalayas. But whatever the case is, my point remains the same. Every person walking planet Earth needs emotional stability and needs to be emotionally developed if they wish to live a healthy, pleasant life. I'm talking about a life devoid of baggage, frustration, anger, addiction, and so much more. But not every person has to be spiritually developed in order to achieve that emotional stability. Plenty of people in this world are 100% devoid of spirituality and consider themselves to be happy and thriving due to the emotional stability. And it's true. They are. So what do we see here? Now it's starting to look a lot like the emotional development is more important than the spiritual development. When it comes down to it on a survival level, it is on a physical survival level. But as I said before, there's never a simple the answer for anything in the world. So while I say emotional development must precede spiritual development, that is not the complete answer. Emotion is a physical thing directly tied to our physical surroundings and bodies. So that is only one side. We also have a soul and a spiritual obligation, the other side, that needs attention too. Because from a deeper spiritual perspective, the spiritual supersedes all things physical. Once you get past the phase of thinking that your practice is the coolest or the most effective, you can reach a point of humility and understanding. You can stop cheerleading. We need an empty Kaylee 
devoid of any presuppositions, if we wish to fill it with new light, new substance. Let me continue. If we don't deal with our emotional development, then our spiritual practices are pointless to a degree. Because Rabbi Nachman tells us that no good deed is ever lost. But we will never reach our full potential. We may develop spiritually, but we will completely and unknowingly lack in so many other areas, and our life will continue to be riddled with trials that overwhelm us. The individual that believes they're spiritually developed may talk to Hashem 60 minutes a day. But when he comes home, he or she hits or verbally abuses their children. Heaven forbid. Why? How is that possible? Because he or she never worked out their emotional issues. You can talk to God. You can have a Muna. You can learn a half a day. You can trust that God will send you all that you need. You can keep Shabbos. You can eat kosher. You can go to the mikvah. But that won't solve your emotional issues. Fulfilling all the mitzvahs in the world won't rectify the fact that you have been abused, neglected, or even worse, molested growing up. And these events or experiences have broken your emotions and strewn them all over the floor. How do you plan on solving those issues? How do you plan on addressing what's bottled up deep, deep inside? By talking to Hashem? Great answer! But how in the world do you know what to talk to Hashem about if those emotional ailments are buried so far beneath the surface that not even your own words nor expressions can cause it to surface? This is the journey of emotional development. You must address your emotional state of being, even if you don't think that there are issues there. If you had anything shy of a perfect upbringing, then you have stuff to work out. It's not even a question. The only question that does remain is whether or not you will take this warning serious, or if you will venture on in life and only address it when you are forced to. Because when we're forced to, we find ways to avoid it, if we really want to. If you don't solve these emotional issues, you will never, and I do mean never, reach complete spiritual development. Emotional development is a prerequisite for spiritual development. I know this for a fact. This idea is so well hidden from the naked eye, but I see its truth every day with everyone who I interact, including my inner self. If you are not emotionally healthy, you are not spiritually healthy. Again, your overall health rating should be gauged by the overlapping surface. Picture the Venn diagram, if you will. How is your spiritual and how is your spiritual and emotional development coming along? How close are they to becoming one circle? That's where your health status resides and should be gauged from. Emotional development comes before spiritual development. Then they work together. What do I mean? I'll answer with a question. Should the U.S. Army accept depressed individuals or individuals who are known to have mental health issues as personnel for the front line? The answer is no. They shouldn't, and they don't. But why not? Throw these individuals onto the battlefield, and they will get better. They won't. You will simply have unhealthy individuals on the battlefield. The same way you wouldn't send a terminally ill patient on the battlefield. Mentally ill people in combat are still sick people. Sure, the old-school tough-guy routine is to send the emotionally unstable to boot camp and have the normal beat into them. But from painful trial and error, we've learned that that is not the way to cure the emotionally or mentally unstable person. That scenario is the same with emotional, unwell, or unstable people who jump headfirst into spiritual practices. Yes, they are on the battlefield, but they are still in great need of a doctor. And with each passing year or week, their sickness gets worse and worse unless they're going for treatment. 
The proper way during war times would be to heal first, then be deployed, right? The same principle applies in our case. The better way to approach our spiritual journey or spiritual development, which is nothing shy of a battleground, is to first heal yourself emotionally. Because if you don't, you will be taking all kinds of baggage or disease with you onto the battlefield. And these will spread so much that eventually you will either lose the war or become a traitor and join the enemy's side. Which is the spear, depression, or giving up on life or your heritage. You wouldn't neglect your physical health on the basis that you're spiritually healthy, but that would be an illogical choice, right? You cannot be spiritually healthy if you are in a constant physical pain or discomfort. We must remember that God gave us a soul and a body. Spiritual practitioners often get so caught up in the spiritual slash soul realm that they forget about the importance of the body and mind or mistakenly think that by pursuing spiritual endeavors, those elements would automatically be good. They are wrong. I know individuals who talk to Hashem every day, yet smoke a pack every day as well. They are neglecting their physical health. I know individuals who meditate every day, talk to Hashem, try their hardest to live with Amuna, yet they are angry with themselves, get depressed often and complain a lot. They are emotionally undeveloped. Some might object and say, but Hashem is the ultimate doctor. That is so true, but Hashem is a doctor of the soul, the spiritual. A physician is a doctor of the body, while a therapist is a doctor of the mind. Here's the paradox. From a spiritual perspective, all emotional and physical ailments are symptoms of spiritual ailments or deficiencies. Correct the soul, and the physical or mental problems vanish. But to be such a master of the soul is almost inhumane. If it was easily attained, doctoral services would be on an instant decline. And it isn't. It's only going up. So until you haven't reached that point of total body nullification, that outlook doesn't apply to you in its entirety. So stop taking it to be that personal. Sit down. Be humble. You can glean from it according to your level. But to even be aware of what level you're on, you need great self-awareness that comes only from emotional stability. And so we come full circle to the beginning. Once you heal the physical, the human part of you, the part that comes first, the part that God created before he breathed life into you, you can consider the metaphysical part with its own set of rules and avenues. Now back to where I was. I feel like I need to stress this point some more because I truly understand what it's like to have the spiritual world be your one and only focus. To be constantly living on another plane of existence. Every natural occurrence in your path is a direct message from God. Every second in your day is a gift from God. Any pain we feel can only be healed by speaking to God. And then to take a step back and see that there is even a bigger picture created by God. <laughs> in perfect honesty, I'll share my bottom line personal opinion. Do I believe that spiritual development can solve all your emotional and mental deficiencies? Yes. What do I mean? I do believe that if a person is educating themselves spiritually to the degree of information gathering a couple hours a day, then they will automatically learn just about everything they need to in order to develop emotionally and mentally as well. But we are talking about 8 to 12 hours per day of spiritual information gathering for many, many years. That's no dedication and commitment to take lightly. Even our leaders that could and did spend that much time on their spiritual information gathering took time out of their day 
for their practices that would promote their emotional and physical development and health. The same speakers that talk spirituality also talk emotional and mental health. But, there's always that big and intruding but. Once I explain the big bad but, you will understand why, despite my bottom line agreeance that spirituality could potentially be two-thirds of your overall health diet, I still choose not to approach it in that light, and I'm recording a whole podcast to try and help guide others into viewing this topic from another avenue. The but is as follows. Yes, spiritual development can solve most of your emotional and mental deficiencies, but that's only for Yechidim, individuals. A percentage of a percentage. That's my opinion. Only a fraction of a percent can actually make it to the top of their health graph by only focusing on spiritual development. And of course physical too. But only a fraction of a percent. That achievement is so far removed from the average individual, it takes years of relentless truth-seeking and introspection to reach that truth and admit it. I believe many people starting their spiritual journey consciously or unconsciously believe that they are that fraction of a percent, that they are that yachid, that special individual that can learn Boratius and Shemos and understand the secrets of our universe from it alone. They find themselves coming to terms with reality years in though, or sometimes they never do, but they know they do not feel true shlemus and feel as though their lives are as healthy and happy as they could be. They realize that they are not a one percenter and are but another average who must work hard the mainstream way and take one baby step at a time. And you know what the irony is here? If these same individuals would be emotionally developed, they would never approach spirituality with that misconception in the first place. That misconception or fantasy stems from emotional deficiencies like self-esteem issues, delusions of grandeur, messiah complex, crushing lack of confidence, etc. It could be anything, but it's coming from their emotions that are leading them astray. It could be anything, but it's coming from their emotions that are leading them astray. Building false expectations and then not living up to them or having the system disappoint you is extremely damaging to your health. Emotionally developed individuals don't do that. The only time it makes sense to occupy 1% their fantasies is in business or when it doesn't get in the way of your emotional state of health. Now let's go back to what I said earlier about emotional development coming first and let's see what your spiritual journey might look like if you did approach it after you began your emotional development process. First of all, they are both journeys. So you can't wait until one is complete for the other to begin. This is what I mean when I said we need not sacrifice one for the other. When we say life is a journey, it's meant to imply that we should view life as a journey, meaning a process of development throughout the entire duration of your existence, as opposed to brackets of improvement or stages of achievements. Spiritual, emotional, and physical health are lifelong endeavors. It shouldn't have an expiration date. A spiritual journey approached after one has already acknowledged the emotional deficiencies and is working on them via therapy, education, and implementation will look something like this. Number one, you will approach spirituality martyr-free. I will explain what that means in my next podcast. Number two, you will progress with realistic and honest stages. Number three, you will have the wherewithal to accept and seek out positive ideas and recognize to automatically throw out negative ones. 
Number four, you will understand spiritual concepts, outlook, and approach so much more accurately in general. Number five, last but surely not least, you will have the mental and emotional tools to practice spirituality perpetually without an expiration date. With Hashem's help, with God's loving and infinite grace, it is my desire from the bottom of my heart, the most compassionate form of giving that I can arouse, is for you, my dear friend and listener, to be blessed with an open mind and heart so that the light of these elements of development and growth will shine through. If you think I'm done with emotions, if you feel like you've had enough, don't run too far, because my next podcast will be all about therapy, where I will further elaborate on that topic vigorously. Until next time, God bless you, stay happy and healthy, peace and love.